that kid needs to get into the gym and just start shooting. But what if he, what if that same kid knew what he was doing? You can get to the answer a lot faster when you start eliminating variables of error. Welcome to the Jamodi podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. Today, we're joined by the inventor of the shooting strap training aid, Jay Wolf. In 1995, he developed a program that improves shooting accuracy in all skill levels, the Star Shooter Program. He's been a shooting coach for more than 30 years, working with the Timberwolves, Pistons, and Wizards. Coach Jay and his son, Ryan, conduct one-day shooting camps nationwide. His camps focus on teaching players to become their own shooting coach. For more information, go to starshooter.net. Before we hear from Coach, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Jamodi Podcast. Let's see yeah. if we can go out and help somebody now, okay? That's right. That's right. I want to thank you for giving your time to come on and 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 share share with me and and I, I can't wait. You're, I've I've loved your product, the shooting strap, and it helped my son. Uh, he he is he's a freshman. He's going to be a freshman next year. His shot is pretty smooth and no offhand interference. And he went through the steps and everything with your program to get that thumb out of it. And so I've just been a huge fan of you and and everything and how you teach. Well, it's. Uh... Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, what a lot of people have told me that it's it's more than just a strap. It's uh, it's an it's an entire program because something something pretty unique happens that I didn't when I invented that. I just didn't expect that to happen. Uh, I invented it to only get the offhand that thumbing action as we talk about out of the shot. And what we found that so many coaches were contacting me and say, Jay. He said, we've got players that are already great shooters, are one-handed shooters, and are getting better. I didn't know why. I, I had no idea why. I happened to run across a muscle physiologist, and he said, well, that's real simple. He said, uh, when you eliminate, you have two sets of appendages, your legs and your, and your hands. When you eliminate one of those sets of appendages, which the offhand restricts, as you can see, it restricts that arm so you can't fully extend it. When it does do that, the brain kicks in and the whole body goes to support the arm that's free, the, the free arm. Yeah. So, so we have a restricted arm. And he says, when a person rolls an ankle, no one has to come by and ask them, hey, switch to the other leg. You automatically do it. And he says, not only when you do that, your whole body goes to support that leg that is supporting you. So the biofeedback and the neurofeedback is, is all skyrocketing simply because you restricted that, that offhand shooting arm. And that's how people got a better feel for the ball, how the ball came off their fingertips. Uh, they had their balance improved. Yeah, I was, that's what I was really thinking about it when you're, you're talking about the, the ankle example, but also the how it out. Uh, how your brain will focus on that other, but it's your entire body. Yet yeah, your balance, becoming a one-handed shooter, has to improve, and it does it through that. We have a we have a video on our site on on the shooting strap page of our site, and it shows uh, 
I wanted I wanted to see what was really happening to players. So I went to a school that had never heard about the shooting strap. I hired four camera different angles and we took pictures of people. What happened? They're shot before and then after. And you can see that on the shooting strap page. Uh, it's about a five minute video and whatnot. And this one guy, he's standing way off to the side shooting. And then all of a sudden, after three shots, he just automatically, magically, uh, it just starts it starts to use proper balance again. And then immediately moved his hand over and the ball is now going straight into the mm-hmm. basket. So uh, those are some of the things that the strap did. Again, I just <laughs> I just followed my gut and said, hey, see if this works. And, it's, and it did. But it did a lot more than that, too. So one of my favorite things to do is to talk about shooting. And, and I, it's like I'm getting to have my own private personal time with a shooting guru uh, and, and talk with you. So let, well, let's I'm, just, honored. I'm honored that yeah. you would say something like that. I'm, I'm just a smoke from Kokomo. I'm just happy to share whatever I have here. What, what are some daily habits that set you up for success? Every day, I think it's important that every athlete and every person uh, uh, comes in contact with the truth. And, and I'll, I'll explain it a little further from a spiritual standpoint, uh, which you can't get around the fact that we are body, soul, and spirit. We all have a spirit. I, I go to this, I go to the word of God and I start out with that every day because that reveals who I am. And it challenged me, challenges me to do better. Um, when I go on the road and we used to do an awful lot of camps before COVID, you fly in, you get picked up, you go to a motel, you go, you, you work for nine hours in the gym, you're shouting, you fly out, you go to the next place, you get pretty tired. And what I noticed that my, my, uh, I was getting a little edgy mm. and, uh, and I was having to work real hard to cover that up. And I didn't know. My purpose in being there is not to make money. My purpose in being there is to help kids. Yes, we have to make money in order to stay in business. We understand that. And, and so I was, I, I, I just was, I didn't feel right about my reason for helping kids. It was just like, get through with this. Like a lot of, a lot of teachers will do that. You bring the kids in, bring the kids out. And, and, and every one of those individuals has a future. Every single one has a future. And so, when I, as I was in my motel one day, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a test. I'm going to read God's word for five minutes. Uh, matter of fact, I haven't reduced it down to three minutes. I'm just going to do three minutes. Wherever it is, I'm just going to open the Bible and read it. Well, that day went so smooth in my mind for helping. I thought this is going to be a coincidence. So I fly out, go to the next place, rest for two days. Same thing happened. Again, I went down to three minutes, just God's word anywhere. And then that day, I had so much more. The the reason for doing things the right way came out. And this is what I call the truth. And, and, And once you start to realize that this book, when you open this book and you start to read this book, that the Bible is supernatural because the author is supernatural. All scripture was given by God. It's not a book like Tom Sawyer. It's not like the newspaper. It's just not a, just another other um, a bibliography or whatever it happens to be. It's a supernatural book because it is the word of God. 
and God is supernatural. And the Bible tells us in uh, it, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And everything about the, everything about the word is living. It's alive. And as I started to realize, I said, wow, the supernatural word of God is going into me, into my mind, but it's changing me supernaturally. I don't understand it. It's kind of like the shooting strap. I don't understand how everybody started to, started to shoot better. I mean, I just got the thumb out of there, but it works. And so I, if anybody's listening out there and says, I've never read it. Okay, fine. Just, I, I challenge you to pick it up and just read it for three minutes and see what happens. And the supernatural word of God changes you. Now, this is a segment that someone's, someone's watching and say, hey, listen. I thought this was about shooting. <laughs> it is about shooting because yeah. it comes every day after I do that part. And when I go into a gym and I challenge all the kids to do this, I says, take your shot and look at the tr look at it and apply it like a template to truth. And so I have uh, uh, Ryan and I created three warm up drills. And what they do is you go through the motions of the shot. You go through the motion, but you don't just stand out there and go through the motions. You literally look at yourself. as, And so you model the shot first. I got this uh, from an, uh, an idea from uh, uh, when I was, there used to be a guy that, oh, wow, boy, I wish I was better on names. Uh, he, okay. was, uh, he was the uh, basketball player. At that, that used before he shot free throws used to go like this as Jeff a Hornacek. Hornacek, that was oh, yeah. it. What oh, was yeah. the team? Um, Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Okay, and he would send a message, but he would model his shot before he before he actually took the free throw. And I and I noticed that every pro golfer. I mean, this is the one making thousands and thousands yeah. of golf. What do they do? They go through the motions of the shot. And then I went to a clinic went with uh, Michael Jordan down in Chicago. I, used, I lived in Wisconsin, drove down there. And, and Michael said this one at a little kid. He said, well, I got some questions. So somebody asked the question. They said, why do you practice shooting so much? This is the question after he says, well, every day, every day I practice two to two and a half hours of shooting. This is after my practice. I take that back. One to one and a half hours extra. He says, our practices are generally on the road, about two hours long, two and sometimes two and a half. And then I go out and I shoot for another hour, hour and a half. I'll hire some kid off the street and I'll just, just shag balls for me. And then, then he asked, and someone asked the question, why do you shoot so much? Now catch this now. He says, it's not that I forget how to shoot. It's my body has to respond to what my mind mm. knows. This is the word what coordination means, coordinating what we know and what our body then has to actually respond and do. Now, you haven't reached this yet, but some of you old people out there that are that are doing things, that are watching, that you'll try to do something because your mind says, oh, I can do that. And all of a sudden, you find that your body doesn't respond. I watched my grandson came over the other day and he, we were taking the boat off and he hopped over the trailer hitch. I mean, it's about two and a half feet over. The, he just ran along, just hopped right over. It's like nothing. And I thought to myself, I used to do that. Now, my <laughs> mind knows what to do, but my body responding. Right. And so this is what Michael Jordan was talking about. 
And this is why, what I mean by coming and coming in, uh, in, in, in looking at the truth every day is you do, you force yourself to do what's right. You go through the motions and you literally look at yourself. You want your elbow in, not out. Well, why do you do it? Because Jay Wolf said so. No, every dart thrower always will throw it with the elbow underneath. Why? Mm. Because we have a hinge joint here. And when you have a hinge joint, if your elbow is out when you finish, the hand goes to the side. And so in basketball for shooting, you have two planes. You have a left-right plane and you have a vertical plane. So by bringing the elbow when you eliminate or help eliminate the left-right accuracy problem, because now you have everything working in a vertical plane, everything working. I hope you're picking this up as yes. on the screen here. So as opposed to this. Now, can you make shots like this? Yes. But your body, your mind and body has to overcome the influences that are wrong. You have to do things where your body is not functioning properly. Let me show you an example. The wrist. The wrist works fine in a vertical plane, but it can work fine in a vertical plane. No, it's not, is it? But I, look, I have to take the wrist and do it abnormally, make my fingers go straight up so they end up working in a vertical plane. So the wrist is not hooked onto the body in an abnormal position like this. It's in this position. If you let your arm hang down to your side, your yeah. wrist doesn't kick out to the side like That's that. That's right. It hands like this. So everything, all the arm parts, the fingers, the forearm, the upper arm is all in a vertical plane. And that helps something as simple as that helps your left-right accuracy. Hmm. Now, I know this. But what would happen if kids knew this? So that's kind of segues into one of the other questions. This is what when we teach shooting, we teach kids how to be their own shot doctors. So be, to, when they are in the gym by themselves, and most of the time they are, we have found by putting, we've had kids chart their times every time you shoot. Number one, was your coach there? Number two, were you by yourself? So every time they shot, we found that over 85% of the time, there's no coach there. It's the, them, the ball, and the basket. So if they understand why the ball went off to the left or to the right, if, they, if it's more like, like if it's a fly on your head, all of a sudden you just go flick it off. You don't think about it. You just do it. That's what we want to start with, with teaching kids how to be their own shooting coach or their own shot doctor. That makes sense. Yes, sir. There, there's so, so much. So there's my, so much so gold when, there. When coaches start teaching shooting. Like a lot of times, you'll hear people say, "Oh, just follow through. Follow through. <laughs> Be nice, okay? If yeah. it were that simple, uh, follow through does help. It does help. But just the alignment of your body and getting your arms right and getting making sure your hands finish in a vertical plane, as opposed to how many times do you see this when you bring the ball up the, in the middle? The hand will end up going the fingers. The fingers tell the story of what you just did. Let's see if yeah. you can get up here. A lot of kids will end up with their fingers this way. Why? Because they started the ball here, and then the the fingers feel like, oh, the ball's off off balance here. It's off balance, and they will do whatever it has to do. The last touch with the ball. This is without thinking. Your body does it instinctively, and your body tries to make the ball go where you're trying to go. 
So if we can eliminate some of the reasons why the ball goes left and right, hey, our percentages go up. So that's that's really how simple shooting becomes. So that's what that's what's really unique about the way we teach shooting is yes, the strap is a part of it because it eliminates this and allows me then to work on the one hand one hand completely. I should explain this. When you restrict the offhand, then the mind can focus only on one thing. Right. When you're using both hands to shoot in some way, this hand, this hand, your shooting hand will react to what this hand did. Now, in the next area, let me go back and show you. I've added a ball. I went and I actually went and got a ball. All offhand interference involves itself on the side of the ball. Anything on the side of the ball. So now when this offhand pushes, then the ball literally goes to the side and fingers number four and five have to end up pushing back the other way. Right. So there we have a force going against a force and that causes a lot more action. Like I ask kids, which is, what is it easier? to train two dogs or one dog? And we'll immediately say, oh, one dog. Well, why should we work with both hands involved? And so the offhand, we want simply to hold the ball in place as you start the shot. And you finish, it holds it in place. It helps the balance aspect, but then there's no pushing whatsoever. And it's easy to think that if you do it slow enough, but with the strap on, you can shoot at game speed and not have to think about it. All you go ahead is shoot and involving only the off a shooting hand again. Your mind again is focusing everything on this hand. So that's what I like about the shooting strap and, and, uh, and the purpose in explaining that to kids where this shooting with one hand helps eliminate left, right misses. So yeah. again, there, that kind of, that's kind of an overview of being your own shot doctor. We go into more in a camp and whatnot. I thought that was a brilliant uh, uh, description of what kids go through because you're right, 85% of the time they're by themselves. And if they don't know how to correctly diagnose why they're missing or what it feels like, if they don't know those principles, then they're getting in those hundreds or thousands of reps the wrong way and, and really making those bad habits even deeper and deeper. Have you ever heard of a kid say, someone coach say, that kid needs to get into the gym and just start shooting. But what if he, what if that same kid knew what he was doing? You can get to the answer a lot faster when you start eliminating variables of error. Mm. If you know what you're doing, you can get to the end result a lot faster. If that makes sense to you. It, it does. It does because you see some shooters with poor form have some success and see you know a, a little bit they they can do that the accuracy comes in they can make shots over and over but the, how much time it takes and the degree of difficulty is so much higher for those players the more it's it, you're exactly you're exactly right because the more uh, there are thumbers out there who have been who have made it to the ranks uh there was a guy from Utah uh, a few years ago. He, he, I think he plays your ball now. And uh, he, very good, but a JJ somebody. I, I, I wasn't ready. But anyway, you can have proficiency with the offhand thumb. Okay? Yeah. 
But yeah. in order to do that, you have to have more, more ability. Mm. Most of us coaches, we don't have kids. We would love to have kids that are, man, they're right up on the top in ability. You give them the ball and they're going to score. Any, anyway, but you don't have it too many people. We have to bring along that C student and that B student along, the average kid or above average. We have to bring them along and they're going to bring, come along a lot faster when they start sound follow sound fundamental principles of shooting. So the mechanics, the sound fundamentals, as Tony Bennett always would say, he says, boy, you're, you're going to have a lot better success if you follow that. What are sound fundamentals? That's the truth. Mm -hmm. So by every day, the three warm-up drills, we model the shot, then we add the, and we look at what we're doing. We don't even go to a basket. If you go to a basket, most of your focus is on making the shot. I watch right. kids, I watch right. kids go and they, start, I do form shooting. They go with one hand. You've seen that. They go with one hand and then they shoot with one hand around the basket. Tell me, Matt, have you ever seen in a game situation where a guy shoots with one? No, you want to model the shot exactly the way you're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing you don't do is when you model it, you don't do it at game speed at that point. You always start slow. You always do things slow. Watch the pro golfer. He doesn't swing full speed. No, he just goes through the motions and then he goes it and then he tries to replicate that when he actually addresses the ball. Uh, so I'm thinking a couple of things. I'm thinking of Ray Allen as one shooter that would one bring that ball up through the middle of his body. So his track was a little bit like this and he would also his guide hand, he would finish through a little bit, but yes. if you, if you say, if you choose Ray Allen as the, and say, well, if he thumbs it, then I can thumb it. You, that's an outlier of an outlier that he was famous for his early bus routine. He would go with all the rookies and all the guys that don't play a lot and get more shots up and never took time off. So if that's the path you want to be on, then I guess follow it. Uh, but it, that's one thing. And then the second is, I, 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 I totally, everything makes complete sense. I have my players do one-handed shooting at times. And I get, I, I need help in seeing, not, not that there, not that there's, there's a lot of bad there, but what, Besides having the guy, I, you're okay. You're making I have you're making a lot of sense. It's it's sinking in, isn't it? <laughs> well, like, okay, it's something no, like it's I, a, I understand. It's and a part I'm of it. Come across like I know everything. It's well, just, wow, this is good. You know, yeah, this is, this is how God leads us. I, I, I give all the credit to God because if I come, if I learn anything that's working. In truth, the Bible says it's only the Holy Spirit that leads us into truth. He reveals truth. And so all of a sudden, wow, that's good. Have you ever been coaching that? And you said, where did that come from? That was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So that's so when I say these things, it's not about Jay Wolf. Oh, he's really a good guy. No, I just learned these things. And I just thank God for giving me the truth about shooting and science and how you can... Uh, Put our body in the best mechanical position. So, but all those reps with one hand that a lot of coaches out there, probably like me, that we have our players do, are, are you you're thinking that 
that's not a great use of time that do we that. could we could do we could do better the concept with our time. is right though i'm yeah. sorry i didn't i i, I cut in there i i gotta no, be a good. better listener no you're okay the concept is correct but take it to another level add the offhand and then put the strap on so we restrict that arm and then do the same thing but now when you do form shooting the kid is looking at the baskets not what his hands are doing and when we break down film we then bring the bring the athletes to the side and then we show them on film what they just did we can we can cut to the chase right away and literally look at the hand we look up at we watch the ball coming off our fingers so take the same drill take the same drill right here now and start it a little higher and so you're not going through a lot of a lot of extra space but start it a little higher and literally focus on your index finger and your eye will pick up both you can't watch both look at the index finger and then watch how the ball is coming off so it's coming off so i'm going to come down in here now so it's coming off this way as opposed to this way or this way. And so the athlete then knows what to look for as he's doing that. Now, if he's shooting at a basket, this is what we found with kids. When they form shoot, when they hold the ball up and then they go and they shoot. This is what you're talking about, right? And they go and yes, shoot. Sir. When they do that, they have to look at the basket. And so when they end up looking at the basket, this is what we found kids will do, what the brain will do. They know they want to end up this way. And so we'll see the ball release this way. Can you see my hand there? I'm going to going down. Yep. And then before they even look up, their fingers change. And so by the time they, so they release the ball this way, and by the time they end up looking, they make their fingers they fix straight. It. Yep, they fix they it. will fix it automatically because they know that's the way to do. So what we do is say, no, we're going to watch it right from the start. And so now the mind is controlling the actions. We're forcing that through the eyes. The eyes are the key of watching this, like videotaping your own shot. That's the yeah. beauty of it. Yeah. So you watch the ball come off your finger. First of all, you do it without a ball, and you add a ball, and then we add the line drill. Again, you can see, I don't know if you can splice some of those uh, drills in, but um, those pieces of that, I can send you that link where you have those three warm-up drills. You probably even have them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I've used we, them. Yep. Where you yep. just take a piece of them and splice this in here, and so they, maybe they people can actually see what you're doing. That'd so be pretty high-tech of me. We'll see. <laughs> by coming to grips with the truth, Again, with God's word, that's for our lives. But then, from a from the from the from the basketball wise, you come to grips with the truth in that you want vertical alignment, and then the ball coming off the fingers in the same way every time, consistently. And we have them do that. I think you recall that, man. We have to do it ten times in a row. Mm -hmm. If you can't do it without a ball. How can you expect it to do it with a ball? So that's the reason we start modeling first, like the Hornacek issue, where he would shoot his free throws, okay? And then he goes and take, grabs the ball and shoots. So all of this is what Michael Jordan was talking about, going full circles, yeah. mind, 
coordinating with the body and making the two work together. That's what coordination means. The mind and body working perfectly. Yeah. Coaches, the Jamoti podcast is powered by Biology. What's your BSA score? The Biology Skill Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NIA and NJCAA to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This 10-minute, 100-shot test can be taken for free today on the Biology mobile app. Elevate your game. Mono Watsa, uh, the president of PGC, said something one time that, that stuck with me. He said, it's not one quiet time or one moment in the word that changes you. It could be, but it's a lifetime or it's days after days after days of you feeling the way that you said you felt when you got those three minutes in a day where you have time kind of what is that what's your daily walk like i i will confess that after i started those three minutes all of a sudden it turned to four and then it turned to five and but you got to start someplace and and you never you never throw the whole thing at people so i said hey try 180 seconds Yep. The big three, okay? Just do it. And then pretty soon they're reading more and more and more. Uh, there was a, there was a, I, I read one, a story of a, a young lady in China who had to do a history, uh, a, a philosophy uh, theme, and she didn't know too much about it, So she went into the library in China. I don't remember the name of the, uh, the city she was in. And she, in that same area, she happened to find a Bible. And so she picked up the Bible and never seen it before. She'd heard about this thing called the Bible. Didn't know where to read. So she started reading. Where would you read a book, Matt? You start from the what? The beginning. The beginning. Yeah. That's what she did. Not knowing that the Bible has 66 books, like, a, like its own library, 66 different books. And you and start she at the could, beginning yeah, of each one of those. If she got, you know, four or five books in, she might start to think, what in the world am I? <laughs> she gets to Leviticus or something like that. Yeah, well, go, what go happened, she started reading the Genesis account of creation and whatnot. And by the eighth chapter, I believe it was, she realized that she needed more. And she literally gave, gave her heart to God. Wow. Because I wanted, I want to become this i want to become a i want to become a child of god and so she started she, she became as she called it i became a christian starting to read genesis well where do you see the salvation of, of jesus dying on the cross but see that's again that's the i, I, I don't want to sound like it's it's like magic yeah no super yeah. it's gimmick god is supernatural he's omnipresent he's he's everywhere he's Omni, he's always omnipowerful. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. And so you take that guy, guy called God that we're our creator, and he writes this book and you read it and you see words like you learned in first and second grade and whatnot. But no, those words now become powerful words because they're not words from some, an, an untypical author. They're from God himself. And so the word of God changes you as you do that. So I will take the beginning of one of those books. Maybe I'll take uh, the uh, first Peter, or I might start off with uh, Colossians, a letter from Paul. But I knowing that I know that God worked through Paul to write those words. So that again, God speaking to me. 
One of my favorite verses is Colossians 3.33, 3.23. You probably know it. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Yes, sir. Not just a little bit, but do it with everything. And so if you put yourself all into everything you do, uh, you get a lot more out of, of what you're doing. No matter what it is, you will get more out of it. But that's how the word of God changes you. And so many people are afraid to give themselves over to God. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Well, first of all, you're right. Something is going to happen to you. you. And the first thing is you have to make a decision. The same for shooting. Do I want to go every day and literally follow the truth? And I use that T in all my camps, the truth. You base your life on truth because truth never changes. Opinions change from person to person, but truth never changes. And so you base it on true scientific uh, principle. We take a ball and you, you you drop it. It falls to the ground by, by the law of what, man? Gravity. Gravity. You can't get around it. You may disagree with it. You may not like it, but it's there. It's it's the truth. And so by following the principles of truth in, in, in spiritually how to live our lives, yes, there will be changes in your life. And they will be supernatural changes. I, 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 sometimes I would walk up to a kid when I was teaching years ago, and I'd grab him on the truck. Hey, come over here. And there's one kid. Sometimes the kids wouldn't like it because I, it was, I wasn't trying to hurt them. I would come over here. And sometimes you'll see coaches grab a kid in the, in the huddle. You know what I mean? They'll grab yeah. them like that. And you pull them in. And I read a verse in Proverbs that said, grab no person suddenly. And I stopped doing that. And I didn't have negative. And I use this like a minus. And I didn't have as many negative things that would happen where I would catch people off. No one. What is if I grabbed you suddenly, you would immediately want to pull what? <laughs> pull away. It's a human reaction. And Jay didn't get it. Jay didn't get this. And so the word of God just spoke to me like that stuff. And I stopped doing that. And I wouldn't have, I'd had less confrontations with my students over time. What Again, I wish, I wish I would have known that sooner. But again, it, I got that out of the Proverbs yeah. and the word of God. So, so there, God's word will change you. And then you have a choice. You always are left with a choice. Uh, many of us think about the first time when, when Eve went to the garden and, and, and Satan tempted her to say, take that fruit and take and, and right away, she had a choice. And we said, God told me no. No. And but since we have that choice in our lives. Are we going to follow the truth or not? So what we as coaches do, we give kids the truth. The truth about shooting. The truth about how to play defense. The truth about how to set a great screen. And then we as coaches will say, am I going to make them follow the truth. I remember Tom Izzo was at a clinic down in, uh, Tom Izzo was at a clinic in uh, uh, Wisconsin Dells. He was working at our Wisconsin Coaches Association. And he was taking such detail and to beat a screen, how you step over that leg. And they make him do it again. And not only, not only would he do it once, you got to do it at three times in a row. A lot of times we kids put kids in a row and you get your one shot at doing that one thing. They don't learn it one time. And so he would make them do it once, make it successfully twice, 
and three times. Now in shooting, we make you do five times in a row the right way because that cements it a lot better in our intellect. So we are, our mind and body are working more in a coordinated fashion. But Izzo was a stickler for the details. And uh, details has, I have a choice of either doing it the way coach wants to and playing or not doing it or the wrong way, following what I want to do. And that's the same way in our spiritual life. Every day we are faced with doing things the right way. And there was a, a guy in New Hampshire, I did a camp once. And he says, you know, I always call all my girls. He was a girl's coach. He said, I call them all on their birthday. And sometimes I'm so busy and I don't want to spend my time doing it. I just want to text them. And he says, he says, Jay, I've learned, I've learned to read myself. The harder it is to do, I generally know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It gives me, it's telling me, you know, like, uh, we had a we had a friend that this that lost his wife and and um, I wanted to just text. I just finally picked up the phone and called. He says, "Thanks for calling." Yeah. Now it's extra because I didn't want to face the what is he going to say, what he might do. I don't want you know. Is, maybe he's too busy. Maybe he's too filled with grief and whatnot. And doing the right thing is always seems to be more difficult. Have you noticed that in your yes, life? Yes, sir. Matt? Yeah, definitely. Well, so thank, that's thank, how the. Yeah. You know, our spiritual lives and our and our shooting wise and our athletic wise, they go hand in hand. They're parallel. You know, because what you learn in your spiritual life, do with all your heart. Well, that means I'm going to practice harder instead of just showing up out there. So all those kind of things work together. But we learn first in the word of God, what we learn here, we apply them. We can apply them to our life. And it should be. That's what God wants. Not not so God says, as oh. You know, Matt Saman, he's a great guy because he follows all my principles. Well, you can have a lot of people who do the right thing and they're not doing it for the right reason. Just right. to do it the right way. The Bible is full of scribes and Pharisees. They had, they knew the jot and tittle of the law. They followed it. They didn't have a heart for people. We know that in the story. The good, uh, was it the good, uh, Samaritan? Good Samaritan. You know, yeah. Yeah. they walked by, so, they walked by and then, yeah. The Samaritan yeah, was same the one thing. That, yeah. Okay, the people that know everything know the right thing, but then don't do it. Yeah, and, and, and it's a better for us. The more people that think Matt Saman's the great guy, why? Because the way he treats people, the way he works with people, the way he spends time with people, all those things, then we get the benefits of it. Because God wants us not just to be robots. Or say, oh, I'm a follower of Christ because I have to be. No. I want to be, you do it out of love. How many children do you have, Matt? Two, two of 15 two. and 13 year old Number boys. Number one thing you want them is to what you? Respect. Respect. Yeah. How about love? Love, there? oh, love, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a given. <laughs> respect <Yeah>. first. <laughs> yeah, respect first. Yeah, you respect me. Yeah. Well, but but I, I think, yeah, love, but, but then yeah. hopefully that, that I'm living in a way that models for them you know, something that, that they can respect and be proud of and want to emulate themselves. And like, just like, I mean, like I, I see Christ in my wife, the way that she lives and, and who she is, you know, I, and that was one of the first things that drew me to her is I saw him and her. And so I like to, I like to be that to my boys as well. And this is already kind of your talk. It, it, it's just such great reminders. I think no matter where we are in our walk and, um, and uh but great reminders so i really appreciate you sharing like that
I think the key word of everything you just saw, it said, was the word saw. You saw Christ mm. in your wife's life. My wife challenges me all the time. Doesn't say a word. Well, sometimes she says a word. <laughs> but the way she does things, the way she prays for things, and that modeling of that, again, and that's what your parents, that's, that's what God, in the whole thing, when God brought us on earth, he says, okay, be fruitful and multiply. Why? So now we can, as, as parents have a relationship with God, we can show what that means to the kids. And then kids have a choice. They have a relationship with God as well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we model that. Is it a guarantee? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but at least we can give people the truth so they have a choice. Right. But if all they know is, well, this is the way my coach taught me. And you see coach, some coaches teach this way. Some coaches teach this way. Uh, well, what's the truth? So I always go back to science again. What does science say? And, and um, God is the author of science. He knows yeah. everything. He created it. Yeah. So 24 hours a day, how do you figure that out? How do you figure out the gravitational pull of the earth? Everything stays in place. And all the seasons and whatnot. I don't know. That makes him God. <laughs> but I, if you're like I'm a father like that, then what? The only way I learn about him is to someone who models it, like yourself. Or the other way is to read about this God, what he did, what not. So mm. we read, we try to do it. We give kids a coach's plan, how to shoot, different things. We hope they follow it. It's up to them. How much they follow the truth. Are you following the truth in every aspect of your life? And truth brings out positive things. I say truth if applied. Watch that. Truth, mm. if you apply it, brings out positive things in your life. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. As a program, we love uh, the, the two reasons why players miss in games besides their mechanics so once we get the mechanics right is that they practice too slow and they practice without pressure right and so like that's why they're missing in games once form is right so uh we like to play a lot of shooting games in practice and and in in the day what's your favorite shooting game to to play with players five in a row same spot five in a row same spot gain speed five in a row same spot gain speed now, I'm going to tell you how I found that out. I, I, I was, I was, uh, my first varsity team, I found out I, I, re- I, I, the coach resigned after four years, after four games, when they were beat 66 to two. My son, my son was a high scorer. Oh, sure, 66 to four. My son was a high scorer with two. So <laughs> we had two other free throws. So I, 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 uh, I I learned that when you don't have a lot of talent, you have to have small little goals that the kids to keep their to keep them you know encouraged in the game. And so one day when we were shooting, I, I created five spots around the floor. Uh, the post people had to do their different things, and these guards had the two guards teamed up, and they had to make five shots from a spot and then move on. 
And uh, then when they did finish, they would come in and talk to me and tell me they finished their five, made five. So they made their five shots. And as they were doing it, I looked over there and the two guys, two of them, my son was one of them. And they were talking about a sail down at Dairy Queen on banana splits. This was during their one person would rebound, he'd pass it out and then he'd shoot. And they're, during this, he's, oh, is it really this Christ? Man, we're gonna have to hit while they're doing the drill. And so I realized then I had to create, do something to get them to what? Focus. Focus. Yeah. Focus. So now I said, you have, I brought them all in. I said, now you have to make five in a row before you move on to the next spot. So we started that, just the five in a row. Now I used to give, I would give five minutes to, for them to get around to their five spots. And the spot, spots they, they, we chose were, were spots that showed up that they got shots out of the offense that we had. So those were so they were used to those areas on the floor, and so we if we cut that down from five minutes to two and a half minutes, they actually finished it faster because they were now the rules. I didn't say a word. They were then focused because five in a row. Then we added. Then we added. We actually put the time up. Now we got a pressure yes. on here, yep. and so now they're shooting, and then the passing got better. Because if you receive a pass low or out of position, your body has to regain balance and then shoot. And so the passing, because the guy didn't want to take, he had four in a row. He didn't want a bad pass on that shot. So he told him where, yeah, he told him where he wanted the ball. Yeah. So I said, wow, this is good. These guys are talking. They want to, they want to get their five in a row. And if they got down, we'd give them a soda or something like this, you know, anything, anything gets a mind. Uh, the Dairy Queen. They finally got their Dairy, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, yeah. So, <laughs> so by doing that, if you as a coach, if you can get them to focus and something in a row forces mm. you to be consistent with the way you perform the mechanics of the shot in a row. Uh, if you're uh, someone said, well, I, I, I make, miss, make, miss, I'm shooting 50%. Well, in practice, you have to overtrain to get the game effect to eliminate to, to, to respond to the game effect game effect is when all the noise of the crowd game effect is you're out there and the coach says you're coming out after three minutes if you don't end up in the plus category of your pluses you feel all that pressure yeah. game effect is when people when you made your last shot people or two shots people are starting to come at you yeah, from adrenaline, all different angles. Adrenaline, yeah. And so that game effect. So how do you create that in practice? It's very difficult. So what you try to do is create any shooting game, get as much, get as much, uh, get as much pressure as you can involve, as you can. But you start shooting slow the right way. And if you can do it slow, then you start to do it faster. Now in our camps, we say deliver the ball at game speed five in a row. From the same spot, from game position, whatever you, whatever position are you shooting? Uh, for instance, if a guy shoots a little, a little baby hook around the basket or just a, a drop shot, uh, we say, okay, then practice that shot. Just don't go into a game and pretend to get it. Actually work on that. Well, well, what's your rule that you use? Five in a row from the same spot, from game position, whatever you get, and then shoot it at game speed. Well, how do you regulate game speed? So, uh, we came down to this, but the, when the ball actually starts to leave the hand, as you snap the wrist, but, but before the ball leaves the hand, 
you say the words game speed as fast as you can. Game speed. No, it isn't that fast. Yes, it is. Game speed. And so we say, when the ball starts to go up, when you start to go up in your shot, say the word game speed. Game speed. And now they're speeding it up because when someone's coming at you, you catch the ball, you watch how fast. Now you say, well, people don't shoot that. The guy that gets one shot off and no one's been guarding, he can shoot slow. <laughs> uh, I remember this one game we had. It's one young man. We used to have Friday, Saturday night games. And this one kid, had he couldn't miss from the three-point line. And, it, and he generally was not a great shooter. But that, that night, the planets were lined up for him. The next night, different school, he couldn't make a shot. People were closing on him extremely fast. He said, Coach, I just can't hit. Why? I said, I said, they read the papers. What do you mean, Coach? They all see that you were on three-pointers. This, this young man made so many three-pointers. And he said, they're coming at you, and you haven't practiced. This is my fault. It's, again, my fault. Yeah. You haven't practiced at that speed. So you practice at case speed. Once you start to come up, not, and then, no, it's case speed. because. Once you catch that ball in, once you start to go up, say the word game speed as fast as you can, and your ear should hear the D of speed before the ball or as the ball is released. That way you can kind of regulate that when you're shooting on the gun. Uh, Tubby Smith and I, when Tubby Smith took the job over here in, in Minneapolis several years ago, I went over to be with him. He did his friendies in Dorsey for a few years. And so we were watching from the stands as the seniors came out and were practicing shooting. And after a while, they were catching the ball and they had a, they had people work with it, give them a pass, and they'd go through the motion, catch and shoot. He said, Jay, what a waste of time. They're right. not practicing at game speed. So the mind, I when I ask kids, I say, what produces more force when you go faster or when you go slower? And they said, well, faster. Well, so you have to log time in your mind. You have to create mental. Your mind has to put log in your mind what that feels like to deliver that amount of power at that speed. And you have to have muscle memory. That's what it means. The mind, the body, the mind goes back. Well, I've done this before. This is not new to me. Uh, sometimes players, I remember Kobe Bryant, uh, when he would say, he says, has the game slowed down for you? And Coach Wooden, years ago, used to have uh, some of you, most of you guys know John Wooden. As you know, the guy's been gone. I got a picture of him. But, he, but anyway, John would say he would practice, go through a play, and they go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And so when they got to the game, they were so used to doing it, it was slow motion. It felt like slow motion because it, it wasn't an adjustment to them. So the real job the coaches have is to create their practices in a, in, in a way that mimics the game tempo, the game speed. Uh, have two people coming out after a shooter, not just one. Have them feel that pressure from both sides. Uh, we never block the shot. We will always go across like that. It's how they feel that, but don't block the shot on someone. But just know what it, what it feels like to have people coming at you. 
Uh, there's a great picture on our, our shooting camps page where a young man from Washington had taken a shot and there's two kids coming out after him. And again, it's not that he made that shot, it was, but he made that, not only made that shot, but he practiced that shot with people coming out at him and catching and shooting. You can't shoot slow. Watch the NBA finals. Oh, you're right. I mean, I mean, you can't, the better the play, the better the defense, it's no longer, it's no longer slow anymore. You don't get open shots. I mean, they're right. hanging on you. I don't know why they don't call as many calls as they do, but but it happens so fast. So again, you have to practice that way. That's why a lot of coaches will go seven people on on five to break a press or eight people on five to make it as difficult as possible. So wow, when you get into five on five, this is simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I hate, I, can't, I feel like I'm doing all the talking here. Well, <laughs> Coach, you're, you're, it's amazing. I've never heard the the game speed because the whole idea behind this podcast is not because a lot of people have good stuff and, 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 but not just what, what they do. So like we want our players to shoot at game speed. That's great. That's great. But how, how do you get them to do that? Like that golden nugget of saying game speed. No, no, it's That's not game speed. It's game speed. Game speed. Say it as fast as game you speed. can say yeah. it. And by saying it real fast, as you shoot, it, it, it immediately signals them they have to bring it up faster. They have to bring it up faster. Catch and bring it up faster. Catch. Game speed. Game speed. But that, 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 that's, that's, it's genius. Like, that's awesome. Now you like, have a method. See, now you have yeah. a method to use for whatever shooting you drill you do. Uh, it's, uh, it's like the guy that, if you've ever been a stock boy in a grocery store, you go in there and you have beans and you have peas and whatever. And if you put one can of beans up there and you've got 30 cans of peas up there, if you close your eyes and you, you grab for it, you're going to probably get the one you get the most of. It works the same for shooting. This is muscle memory. If you shoot all the time slow, all slow instead of gain speed, you got a whole bunch of stuff in your mind the wrong way. Mm. How do you expect in a game? Uh, there was a guy down at, uh, again, I, I, I'm only an hour from University of Minnesota, so when coaches would go down there, I would go down. And uh, and this one young man came off the floor. I remember, uh, well, I can see it, it Taylor, uh, Cam Taylor. I worked with him over here in Minneapolis, and then he goes down to the place for the Badgers. And when our, when our first, one of our first phone calls I had with him, he says, he's a coach. There's not one quick person here. They're all quick. He says, I couldn't get the ball up. They're blocking my shot. And so he was a star before in, in, a, in a group of people that maybe weren't as talented as him. But now when they're all stars and they get, everybody's quick. Yep. And so then you have to then take that next level up. And so we as coaches, what we try to do then is get them that in practice. Before you leave, I want to cover one thing. One of the things you can shut down a player so fast is to say, don't take that shot. Don't take that shot. Mm. Now, you can think that as a coach, but this is what I learned. Uh, I, 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 um, one of the questions, what have you borrowed from somebody told me that he says, I will never tell a kid it's a bad shot in a scrimmage, which is like a game situation or a game situation. We will talk to our players and say, what is a good shot? What's a good shot for you? Are you within your range? How can you tell what your range is? 
Well, it's real simple. When you can make five in a row from the same spot, from game position, that means, that means how you position your body, okay? Obviously, I have to position my body. If I'm a postman, I position differently for, a, for the release of a shot than, than a perimeter shot. So what, that's why game position. At what speed, man? Game speed. Game speed. Game speed. So that determines, well, how, how do I know what my, what, my, what my range is? Well, wherever you can make five in a row to the same spot. Again, that tells you. So now you can pick your areas. Now we inform kids. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that kids don't make, take bad shots ever, but we never tell them that. We never say you took a bad shot because the confidence, you can see some players, if they miss, they, they make their first shot or two, man, oh, Man, that's great. If they miss their first shot or two, they go right into passing mode, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen them. They don't want it. They want to hesitate. And where once in a while we get these guys, we have colored no conscience. <laughs> I mean, they can be over 10 and they're going to put it up there if they're <laughs> open. Okay. And they're always open in their mind. No, no, people leave them open because they're most, they're over 10. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. And if they, so, People like, but most people aren't that way that I that I have coached. A few are that way, and I like that. And I, I, I want to really coach up those people so they really know the mechanics and are doing well, so they shoot better. But most people live on those shots. They miss a few in a row, or they go into pads. They go in. So this one guy I know, he brought one of these fake toilets. It's a little baby little toilet. And it had a flushing thing. And so he, if he came over to the side, he come, on a timeout, he said, flush that miss away. Flush it away. It's gone. It's history. Remember, it's history. Always don't think about what's in the past. Mm. In a, you change things in practice. You don't change things in a game. That's why it's so hard to, when you draw up plays on a court, one of the worst things to do is to draw up something that's brand new. Now, the kids will nod their head. Yeah. But you have no clue because you watch those kids leave that huddle. They go to the kid who is really a star. What do you say? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? They're literally asking one another what they're supposed to do. So you always diagram all your, 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 your things that you're going to work with kids and you practice it in a game. Then you can remind them how that play went. But something new. I mean, you have to be really special, have a bunch mm -hmm. of special group of kids to come up with something new. Uh, you'll, get a, you'll get a bunch like that, and maybe you have that right now. But it's fun with, when you can create something brand new and it, they'll do it. Most of the time, you just have to practice it and practice it. And, uh, again, if you practice it in practice, that's the time to teach, not during a game. I, I So many coaches holler from the sideline, rebound, rebound. Oh, is that a, something new that we're covering <laughs> called a rebound? No, it's got to be habit before they go in the game. Chances for you. Box out, box out. Oh, come on. That means you're not doing it. It's telling everybody you haven't done your job if you've got to say those simple things like that. Close out, close out. No, you haven't done your job, coach. And you're really yeah. telling everybody, hey, this is the reason our kids aren't playing too well is because I'm talking so much from the from the bench here. I'm trying to teach here. I had, to teach. I had a coach talk about specifically about again. I had a coach talk about that uh, specifically about in games um, saying less and how the, it may appear as if 
you're not coaching, not trying hard or not caring. But those coaches that say less tend to have already done their job in practice. And then the guys like me that are verbally just going going, going and saying things. That was me. Yeah, that was it's, me. Hard, it's hard to turn that off. But you're, you're right on the money. And, and, and I thought you nailed it with the shooting confidence piece of if we're trying to teach that in a game situation as coaches as to what their shot is and, and then if we do say those things that just erode confidence even more from them yeah we definitely haven't done our job as coaches in practice of helping them understand what their shot is helping them know what it feels like and we have to have a common language throughout the team one of the greatest uh michael jordan's uh Final game stats for all his uh, percentages, I believe, was just a little bit under 50%. That means he missed one out of every two shots. Missing, well, I tell this, kids, missing is a part of shooting. Yeah. Missing is a part of making. If you've never missed shots, you're not shooting. You're not shooting enough. Missing is a part of making. And that sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but it, it's the absolute truth. And when and during a game, my coach said, don't worry about those 10 misses. We need you for the future. Don't worry about the past. Selective like, amnesia. Yeah. Choose what you remember. Choose what you forget. Yeah. <laughs> In the sea of God's forgetfulness, that's where our sin is. God for, removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. It's gone. He doesn't bring it up anymore. And... Oh, Jay Wolf as a coach, man, I don't want that kid who's missed. Oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. And I would say that. Come on, you you missed the last five. You get a clue. I say, get a clue. <laughs> You're not on tonight. Give it up. Go to the rim or whatever. No, don't be more. You know what? So many times I've been beaten by kids who threw up a prayer at the end. Not the kid that was the good shooter because we had him double covered. The guy that wasn't supposed to take the shot took the shot. And we got beat by a kid that was a poor shooter. Uh, it, <laughs> so my point in saying that is you never know who you're going to need. Mm. If the kid's open, come to your star. Well, you can't call timeout. You only got three seconds left. The place there. You got to take the, oh, coach doesn't want me to shoot. Remember that? Coach would no. You want as much confidence from that kid that shoots with two hands where he looks like he's got a train wreck hands but a train wreck for a shot. We want him shooting the ball. At least you have a chance then. At least the ball maybe bounce up. Maybe he'll hit a guide wire. <laughs> Love that. But that speaks to, uh, it, as as coaches, uh, one thing uh, when I was, I was working at McKinney High School as a varsity assistant, uh, Coach Watson and I, he was the head coach there. He, he, he We both kind of made this comment after a really hard year. Man, if we only had better shooters, you know, if we all, if our team only had better shooters, then this would work and that would work. And it was almost like a light bulb moment. Okay, so we can either sit around here and wait for those dudes to move in, which doesn't happen much, or we start to train up shooters, train their minds, train their form, Train, train our our what the, our the way we speak as a team. Train that, all the coaches who are in the yes, system. That was transformational for us coming to that conclusion. And and since then, it's amazing 
when you all when you train them all to shoot and if they all believe if i'm open coach says i'm allowed to pull this it's amazing the buy-in that you get the guy why don't our guys practice shooting well he knows he's just a screener he knows he's not allowed to do it so are you surprised no it's um uh, I noticed this when the kids would, my kids would graduate seniors. A lot of them, most bad shooters, they come back six months later and they would have them scrimmage our varsity during, over Christmas. Okay, so they come in, man, these kids are great shooters. So I'd say, how is it that you can shoot now and you couldn't shoot then? Well, they didn't have Jay Wolf nagging on them, okay? They were completely on their own. Whatever ability they had, you take as what you have and do the best you can with it. And it's surprising. You get a lot more positive stuff with it. Yeah. But they didn't have a coach telling bad shot, run this, do this. They weren't thinking. They were just reacting and playing the game. So I thought, boy, if these kids can do it, they don't have a lot of ability. And now they're shooting the eyes out. Why is that? Because they don't have that constant pressure of that coach. So to create, easy to say now. Yes. It's easy to say, but it's hard to create that kind of an atmosphere, an environment that you're always building and not tearing. It's so easy to tear down. We know yeah. that. You you can, uh, in my youth group one time, we, we spent a whole time with Lincoln Log building up and I timed them. Okay, how far can you get now in 10 minutes? Okay, now destroy it. Well, that was a matter of a second. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. just the way it is in our lives. So. If we can build kids up, even the bad shooters will get better. Yep. Now they're not, I didn't say great, but they'll become better because their body is at least flowing. It's not working. The more pressure your body then works in a jerky fashion. It's not coordinated, mind and yep. body flowing. Remember those games where some of those days you go into a gym and everything you throw up there and you don't know. And you ask yourself, I remember as one kid, coach, I don't know why, but I can't miss today. I don't know why. And the next day, it's same shooter. You can't make a shot. And Michael Jordan covered that. This is kind of going full circle again. Yep. Michael Jordan covered that when he said, he says, you know, he says, your biorhythms are, are constantly different. They're by how much water you had, how much pressure you're under, how much sleep you had, how much rest you, how, how many hours you put been in the gym, standing on your legs. All that's different every day. And so... Your biorhythms are different. Every someday it's everything's in, everything's in sync. Yep. Next day, same athlete, but the biorhythms are off. So that's why he says, I have to remind my body yep. the right way every day doing those. It's not that I know those three warm-up drills. It's not that I just know them. No, I have to do them every day. Ten perfect in a row. And then by the way, when you do those warm-up drills with uh, along the sideline, go to the free throw line and shoot 10 free throws because the free throw is the only shot you can shoot slow if you can't do it you learn slow nobody learns to walk by running mm -hmm. nobody learns to walk step by step by step it's a slow process and the free throw allows you to put your body in the best position because you're thinking you're making sure it happens and then you take the shot and then you read your results. How many not only did I make is how many did I did I make but hit the left or the right side of the rim? That means it was off four and a half inches. That's your margin of error. Yep. You take your ball 
the ball, the rim is 18 inches and you have four and a half on this side and you have four and a half on that side. Your ball is nine inches wide. So your margin of error each time is four and a half inches. So if you can't squish the ball slow when they're not coming at you, how do you expect to make shots when you have to shoot? Get me. So you, the free throw line really is, and get that across to your kids. Where do you develop? Where you have a problem, go to the free throw line. Then read the rim. If you're always hitting right or left, on the, on, that means you're vastly, you're off, you're off four and a half inches. If you're rimming the ball in from, what is it, 13 feet, nine inches to the center. It's not even 15 feet. The center of the rim, it's the backboard is 15 feet. That's uh, a 13 okay. feet, nine inch shot. If you can't swish it, that means there's something wrong with your mechanics. So squishes in a row demonstrate how proficient the ball is coming off your fingers. Again, where do you start? With three warm-up drills, look at yourself, and then you go to the free throw line and shoot them. So that's your process every day. Free throw lines coming to get, not free, start with the truth, go to the free throw line and demonstrate that. And then after you do shoot your free throws, then you can start your other shooting game. I always suggest to have shooting games first. First, well, and you tie all that stuff together. Then you can start to put in plays and some of the other stuff, whatnot. Uh, but always do that stuff where you're, where you have, you're, you're strong and whatnot. Your mind is focused on shooting and mechanics. Try to do that right as much as you can in the beginning. Not that you're not doing it later on, but try to do that because you're training during that first part. And what's the most important part of the game that we want to train? What's the name of it? It's basketball. It's not dribble ball. It's not pass ball. It's not screen ball. It's not box out ball. You got to make the shot. Love it. I mean, you, you, it's, it's bottom line. You got to make the shot. So we want to emphasize that as much as possible. Coaches, the one thing that every team needs is confident shooters. The last eight years at Grapevine Faith, our teams have averaged 354 made threes each season. I love getting to share with coaches how our shooters train and more importantly, how they think. If you would like to enhance your shooting culture at your school, contact me directly at jamodipodcast at gmail.com. Before we do the speed round, which I'm excited to hear your your quick little answers from that, I have one more question for you. So it's summertime. I'm old. Nothing's quick anymore. (laughs) Uh, Summertime. And and my high school coach said that players are made in the summer. They have so much time to spend on their game and to focus and, and to add things, make improvements. So for what are your off-season expectations for shooters? Like, you know, volume, hours, what, what shots up, you know, what, what, do you, what do you tell players? Shooting things are right. Well, I, I, I don't like the 10,000 shot club. That means 10,000 shots doing the wrong way. Okay, yes, you'll get reach a certain level, but you won't take it to the next. Any time that you're going to take it to the next level, you have to focus on detail. Always, no matter what it is, you want your business to grow, you got to start focusing on the details. Okay. If you want your math to get better, you just look at the details. But whatever it is in life, you got to focus on the detail at some point if you want to take it to the next level. So in the off season, letting kids do their own thing, 10,000 shots the wrong way is not smart. Work on the gun with the shooting strap. If you're shooting at what speed, Matt? Game speed. Game speed. That's right. Now I'm getting something done. Now I have a kid coming out after that guy. Okay, two kids, okay? After they're really, if, if they meet the channel, oh, coach, this is easy. Okay, 
that's telling you if it's been, it becomes easy, then challenge the kids. And if they're real athletes, they'll want to be challenged. A real athlete wants to know how they're doing. The other ones say, well, I hope coach didn't see that. Well, coach, coach, I'll show you what I'm doing. Uh, I remember when I was uh, with Washington Wizards, I, and it was, uh, oh, I forget the young man's name. It was, a, it was his rookie year. And I was hired to work with this young man from Serbia. And uh, I wasn't supposed to work with other people. But this one guy, he just kept pulling pulling on my shirt. Coach, look at my shot. Look at my shot. Well, he, kept, he went on to become a great, great scorer for the Wizards. You probably know who that is. He's got, he is, 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 right now he pulled a, he tore his Achilles tendon. And he's, he's trying to make it with a few other cubs coming back from that and whatnot. But uh, I'm not great with names, but but I, that's the kind of attitude you have to have. Always want to be challenged to a higher level. Mm. And and once it becomes easy, um, take it, make it go faster. Like we have kids do ball handling drills uh, around the body and whatnot. Okay, you can do it slow, but just pick up the speed. And and if you're doing it right, you'll start making mistakes when you do ball handling drills. If you're not doing it right, you're doing it too slow. Right. So always speed it up. Again, the John Wooden principle, faster, faster, so the game slows down. Once you know what you're doing, you can do it. Everything seems to slow down. Well, that was a long for that one answer. Yeah, and and you know what? Just I, I want to be fully transparent on this, and and uh, because I could stay quiet right now and just allow your answer to go and and not. My school, we are literally in the middle of our ten thousand shots. <laughs> ten thousand shot club for the summer for the spring and summer, and I and I completely get what you're saying. And and you're right. I, I'm. You just uh, hope they're doing it the right way, don't I'm you? I'm probably you? promoting the. I, you know, maybe maybe I, I'm, I'm. My mindset is, Matt. It's easy. Let's face it. Ten thousand shots. It's easy as a coach. Hey, I'll give you a certificate. The whole thing. It's an easy way to get by. Yeah. Uh, be honest. I, I, I did the same thing. Okay. It's an easy thing. I don't have to work with them. I don't have to check their form out. I don't have to do anything. I just say, 10,000 shots, come on, let me know how you're doing along the way and whatnot. But when you have to have kids reporting in how they're doing for 500, 500 rolls, same spot, gain speed, from different spots. Hey, um, oh, I remember this. So this will help you. Uh, I saw this kid downtown. And I, uh, in a small community, you can have downtown, okay? And I says, how's your shot coming? I was like, real good, real good, real good, coach. Real good, real good. And I says, how many can you make in a row from the same spot? Oh, I I, I don't know, coach. So where is it? Now, I've, I've got a card. Uh, we, maybe I sent you that triangle card. We, we, where we make, uh, uh, making five in a row from the same spot, gain speed, that's, that's an A. Four in a row out of 10 attempts. How many, what's the most you can make in a row out of 10 attempts? Four in a row, that's a B level. And then uh, three is a C, and then two and one are obviously C and B and C and F, C and F. But anyway, by giving them a grading level, when I said, how's your shot, coach? How's, how's, your, how's that jump hook coming? Oh, pretty good. No, no. How's your jump hooking? Coach, I'm at the C level. So now we're both on the same page in 10 attempts. 
How many can you make in a row out of 10 attempts? So that way I could see kids. I could just, I could see my dairy green. Say, hey, how's your three-pointer coach? Coach, I'm at the A level. I know what that is. They can make five in a row for the same spot of game speed. I know that. We're on the same page without going into how you're doing. How's that game speed coming? Remember, that's a part of it. So now, now I can just use those elements, five in a row, same spot, game speed, uh, game, game position and game speed. I can use those elements when I do meet them in the 10,000 shot clock. Okay, how many shots? When you shoot free throws out of your 10,000 shots, how many can you make in a row? Can you make 10 in a row? And out of those 10 in a row, all those number in a row, how many are perfect swishers in a row? So now I nail them down in that 10,000 shot club. How many can you make perfect, not, not game speed shots, but free throws? How many can you make that are game, uh, uh, no iron, I call them no iron shots, where they're not touching the left or back? So good that the ball is coming off, so proficient. And how many can you make in a row? So you would only hold them to that standard for free throws, but when you're talking uh, game shots at game, game speed, you're in your five in a row, there's not the swish factor there from all not, other that, spots. No, that's not a swish factor. Again, because you got so many elements going so fast, you just want to make the shot. Yep. Yes, it'd be nice if they swished it, <laughs> but I'm happy it goes in. That's right. In a row, okay? And so you have to give them that element of error. A free throw, you shouldn't have that error. Because remember, you're shooting slow. You get time to look at you can see everything. You don't even look by feel. One of the things we say is find the bell stem. Put these two fingers and straddle the bell stem every time. And so put your palm, palm on the cross. Now my hands, I'm literally looking at my hands. And now when I go up to take that free throw, now my, the ball is in the best possible position. So many kids will dribble the ball, they spin the ball, and then they're holding the ball. They're hoping. They're going only by hope that their hand is in the best possible position. Hoping is what you do when you catch a ball, a pass from a teammate, and you catch it, and you hope your hands are in the best position. Free throw, you take the hope out of it, and you demand that the hands are in the best possible position. Find the ball stem on the ball, straddle that with those two fingers, and then put on the, every single shot, the same thing. Palm, never touching, never laying on it. That helps you for the, for the rhythm of the shot, so you're not snapping the, before the, um, that's a great, I should cover that. When the body, when the, when the torso comes to its maximum height, so as you're bent over and your body is going up, when it comes to the top height, the ball has to be released at that point or it's best right before that. So if you go all the way up, you can't go any higher and now you shoot, well, that's, then it's all arm. Yeah. You're not using the power generated from the flexing of the of your legs, of the low back as your body comes up. All that force generated by the torso extending up and going off the floor, that's gone when you shoot at the top of your thing, of, of the jump. So we want that hand snapping at the point where you get to the top. Everything coming together at the right time. And so when, when in a camp situation, we will go, we will stand there and stand up and then shoot. We say, what was wrong? Well, your timing was off. So if your timing is off, and a good way to fix that, by the way, is to start them higher. So they're just going a short distance. It sounds crazy, but start them higher and then work back. 
to your shooting pocket or to their normal position that you're shooting from. Obviously, that. you can't do that with the third grader because they don't have much strength. They got to bring it all the way down here. But the timing issue, that's a huge thing in shooting that they're, uh, I see so many times with girls, they sh shoot a shot and they're at the top and then, the, then they shoot, which is all triceps and then the wrist and uh, it's all arm strength. And then the ball hits the back of the rim a lot. They're flat because they don't have any up force. They've lost the up force. They just have an out force generated by the arm, a tiny little muscle, which is the tricep, not that huge bicep. Okay. Not like you have. Okay, so it's that little tiny muscle from the tricep. So you want to put all that force generated from your torso, put it with your arm, all that, that timing together. And you do that on the free throw line. You can see that so easily. So a coach can just stand there watching his kids shooting free throw. Is their timing off? Are they, are they shooting at the top or are they shooting on the way up? That means you're generating all that force from their body, putting it together with the arm strength. Hope that makes sense. All right, coach. So speed round. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you these are quick questions. First thing that pops in your head right out. You ready? Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor. Chocolate. For high school, shot clock or no shot clock? No shot clock. Mm. That gives the that gives the kid the, the coach who doesn't have a great team that gives them a chance yeah. to play with the big guys. Okay, That's it's true. a strategy thing. Okay, yeah. you just don't have to go skill against skill. You can have and those kids then can learn to pass and work the ball until they finally get that layup and whatnot. You can't do that with the shot. So. That that's, that's, that's my only reason. That's my only reason for doing it. That's a good reason, though. That's a good reason. Um, it, it takes the part. It's like letting the umpire call, uh, call call balls and strikes. When we when you know we can do that thing in baseball, we we can do that. But we're not doing it because it it takes it takes away something from the game. Texting or talking? Pardon me. Texting or talking? Oh, talking. Favorite holiday. Fourth of July. Favorite NBA player. You want to know why? Fourth of July. Without, yeah. Without freedom, you have nothing. Love that. <laughs> Favorite NBA player. Of all time? Of all time. Okay. That would be Jordan. Favorite NBA shooter of all time. The guy that you would like, you just enjoyed watching. Uh, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jordan again. He put his time in. I just uh, play with his heart, not arrogance, you know, so much. How many cups of coffee do you drink in a day? I, zero. I never I no, no coffee. I love the smell. Can't stand the taste. Okay. I'm an orange juice guy. There you go. Last one. That. Last one. Godfather or Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but neither. Star Wars. You're not really a fan of either. Well. I, I watched them with my kids when they're growing up, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not okay. I like the parallel in, in in Star Wars with God and and His Son and whatnot. There are mm -hmm. some people don't realize that, but it's yeah. there. Yeah, uh, the the light, the darkness, and the light. Um, light and darkness, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Favorite yeah. movie then, if 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 you had to choose one to watch. Oh, you're my Huckleby. What's what's that? Uh, it's a western. Tim's uh, ta ta ta. Not Tom's. 
Uh, Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone. No. Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. yeah. Tombstone. You're my Huckleberry. That's a good one. Oh, well, 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 I guess my favorite of all time is uh, the shooter. You know where the guy gets framed? Uh, or, uh, for is, that Mark, the... is that Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. They made a series later on. Yeah, but the show was a... good. The show was huh? good. The show was good too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I never really got into it because I knew the ending. Really. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But, but how many times I've been in a motel room and seen the, sh the shooter come out, or, or, or it was the same thing yeah. with the, with the uh, tombstone? And you're stuck. You got to watch until yeah. the end with the commercials, right. the whole thing. Yeah. Well, well, Coach, this was incredible. I mean, you and I, we went for like an hour and a half and just talking, shooting, and everything. My you wife was, is going to tell me you talk too much. No, no, no. You're 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 awesome. And but I do want um, because I, I'm such a fan of Star Shooter and the shooting strap. Uh, if you just want to to tell coaches if they they want to learn more learn more about the the shooting strap because it's brilliant and more about your systems where can they go and 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 what can they look at? You know, the, if you gave for the ten thousand shot club, if you made all the kids shoot those ten thousand shots with the shooting strap on, or their first each day their first fifty with it on, and then. It, but the, maybe the maybe the first two or three weeks, always with the strap. I don't care what. Okay, I want you using the strap for the first two weeks. They're gonna audit without even knowing why, without even understanding left, right, and distance accuracy. Well, they will automatically get. So the simplest thing a coach can do is say ten thousand shot, use the shooting strap, and then go and they're gonna get better without even telling them game speed and whatnot. Then you can make the transition later on with uh, bringing the game speed once your uh, season starts or when you're at direct contact with them. Mm -hmm. So uh, just uh, get a, Ryan there in Houston, Texas. Uh, he's doing a camp over, uh, I think, Thursday. He's doing a camp. Uh, matter of fact, uh, who is that? Uh, he's going to uh, Goodrich High School, uh, driving up from Houston, which is only about an hour and a half from him. So. A lot of people are afraid to get into uh, our camps because of COVID. COVID is a problem with administration and whatnot. We had a lot of interest down at uh, TABC. Uh, but again, administration is saying, no, we don't want, don't want to mess with that. We understand, yeah. understand. But uh, at least get our program. Go online and get our program. It lays everything out step by step. Uh, I developed that simply because I had a father who loved me but had no clue about basketball. Uh, coaches back then didn't really take it, you know, teach you. The way any kid, I developed it so any kid can learn how to shoot using our program. I've got two practice plans and along with the shooting strap. So Where can they go to find that, that? To find that Starshooter.net. Starshooter, the ball falls through the net, not com. Starshooter.net. Exactly. Coach, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. And you honor, you, thank you for the honor of speaking with you. Uh, Matt, I sure do appreciate you. Yeah. God bless you and your work there. And as you remember, basketball is just a stage you coach on. Mm -hmm. It's the principles on the stage. We talk about Jesus and about God and all yes, these things, about life principles. That's what we teach as coaches, just on, on the stage of basketball. Right. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.